we're going to talk olive oil. And I thought I would just start by asking about the types of olive oil that you have in the kitchen at Oleana. I'm going to presume you have more than one type. So maybe you could talk about what you've got and why. At the restaurants, we have a, a couple different olive oils that we use um, for a couple different reasons. One is an oil from Lebanon and we use it because, well, A, we know the, the olive farmer and harvester. He's a, a local guy here who bought his olive grove uh, from his family, basically, who was they were going to stop producing olives in, in Lebanon. And he figured out how to go back and forth during the harvest and get people to help him. So we we visited, we've tasted it, we've seen how with the process of it. And we really like the quality of the oil. Um for you know basically everything it's it's on sort of the medium end of the spectrum as far as like bold flavor it almost has a, a little butter butteriness to it that I find um really great for uh, pretty much any preparation it's not too assertive so it doesn't change um the flavor of things if anything it, it's a it's a great little uh highlighter and then the other oil we use is from same as similar kind of situation where we know the grower, we know the the family where the the oil comes from, and um, it's from Greece, um, from the Thessaloniki uh, area, and it's really like the Mount Athos area, and it's much more bold and assertive and um, fruit forward and and big and juicy. Um, and we use that for you know certain cold, more cold preparations or or not necessarily has anything to do with the temperature. I don't know. I, I think I always think of, um, you know, there's that old rule of thumb that extra virgin olive oil that's really good should only go on cold things, but I'm not, I'm, I think that's more myth because I'm thinking of a lot of hot things that we do with it as well. So it's just, I guess more, uh, we use it for, uh, for things where we want and need more nuance, um, to something, it has a lot of flavor. It, it's like a seasoning, basically. I'm pretty sure a lot of chefs just have one oil in their kitchen. Would you talk, what, what would you say to these chefs about why they ought to think a little bit more about you know, expanding your olive oil uh, inventory? What might make them want to experiment a little bit more with um, that broader range of olive oils? I think it's really fun to have access to a few different olive oils um, in your kitchen, you know, whether it's in a professional kitchen or even at home, because it is like, you know, it is, it's a, a very essential ingredient. It actually does change and add flavor to things, to whatever you're cooking. It's, um, it's very similar to wine in that it has a lot of different, um, spice notes and, and acidic notes and fruit notes. And, um, it can actually act as, um, you know, it can actually really change a, a regular old dish to something that has a lot more complexity to it. Um, and then there, you know, there's lots of different characteristics that oils have. And so it's kind of fun to have a, a few different options. So if you're, you know, you're cooking white beans with, um, you know, green garlic, you've got, you could use something that's, um, really peppery and er herbaceous. And if you've got, oh, something like oatmeal um, and you want to stir in a spoonful of really fruity um, extra virgin olive oil, it's um, it's pretty extraordinary. It changes the the taste of 
things that you think are sort of ordinary. And I like it much more. I find it really interesting and much more, uh, I don't know, sometimes butter is delicious. Don't get me wrong, but I think even on, on toast in the, in the morning, a little bit of olive oil is, um, it actually changes the, the notes of a regular piece of bread. It really changes everything. Um, can you talk about some, maybe some do's and don'ts for how to match the oil to the dish? Um, you've just given us some examples, but maybe you have other thoughts on, you know, what types of oils go with what types of dishes? When do you use those more pungent oils? When do you use the milder oils? As far as understanding, um, you know, what are some of the, the do's and don'ts with olive oil? Um, you know, it's sort of, I'm not, I like to understand the rules, but I also really like to break them. And I think, um, I think it can be also a very personal, you know, thing, but an obvious, you know, obvious pairing for olive oil, in, in my opinion, are uh, vegetables and uh, fish. And um, I think if you stick, you know, it's sort of like if you, if you have a big book of rules for spices, um, it can make you afraid to use the spices. If you have a book of rules for extra virgin, virgin olive oil, it can make you more timid to, to try different kinds of olive oil from different areas or to, you know, use it because you're afraid it's so precious that you might, you know, ruin it or something. Cause it can get very costly too. But I feel like if you follow the sort of rule that there are no rules first of all first of all but including cooking with extra virgin olive oil they're just tricks in in using being able to cook with it so that it still has a lot of flavor and integrity left to it so that it doesn't sort of fall apart under heat um but those rules you can all you can work around them and it's only through experimentation and trying that you're going to um you know sort of discover the best pairings that um, that you like, but I personally, you know, really love olive oil with vegetables and fish, but again, I'll even eat, eat it on toast and, and oatmeal. Um, and then if you're, if you have something that's, that's very bitter and assertive, um, if you, or very strong, like you taste it and it's just, it's incredibly olive oily, very overwhelming. Um, then you may be, want to be careful that you don't add it to something that's, you know, got a really subtle floral or strawberry note to it that you want to preserve, you know, you might sort of overwhelm a, a, a dish with it. But most of the time, I don't, I, I, I think it's pretty hard to overwhelm a dish. I mean, I'm a big fan of flavor. So the more flavor, the better. And I don't, I don't think there are many don'ts. Um, I do know that if you pour some into a very, very hot pan, um, you, you ruin the oil. So you have to, you know, be careful with your temperatures. And, um, I often use, um, when I cook vegetables, I often put the vegetables in the pan first. And I know that breaks all the cooking rules of thumb where you heat the pan, you get the, when the pan is hot, you add the oil, then, then you add the, whatever you're sauteing. I usually skip through that part. I just add the vegetables first, then I add the olive oil. So then it doesn't break apart the oil and the vegetables never end up sticking and they end up cooking uh, more beautifully than if you did it the other way around um, and you preserve the flavor of the oil. So for me, the rules come um, when it when you're using heat and that's when you really just want to try to 
preserve the oil because olive oil does have a low smoking point. And you can see, you'll see that when you get the pan hot and you add oil, it goes from that beautiful green color to something very clear and it's, um, its flavor is um, destroyed at that point. So um, using it carefully uh, with heat. And I mean, I, I'm a fan of sort of medium to low cooking anyways. I think all these hot flames and fires are sort of um, crisis TV drama, but not real, not really good cooking happens when you're uh, when your food is on fire. So I think lower temperatures are better overall anyways. And you're doing a lot of plant-based cooking, which I, th I think you do, uh, or plant-forward cooking. Does olive oil play an additional role Does, um, when there's not meat present or not much meat? So, you know, olive oil pairs so beautifully with um, vegetables, but it also pairs so beautifully with starchy things like um, white beans, chickpeas, uh, potatoes. Um, I love olive oil with peas. I think it's one of the most beautiful and misunderstood uh, flavor combination, like fresh shelling peas. It's also really lovely with uh, really green grassy vegetables like asparagus. Um, and obviously, it, but, but there, you don't stop there. You go into the, you know, roasted red peppers and eggplant must always have olive oil with it. It's never the same unless it has olive oil. And, you know, these things are, are sponges that absorb, especially mushrooms and eggplant that absorb um, lots of flavor from olive oil. Something very kind of neutral like zucchini um, is also really delicious um, with a really fruity, bold olive oil because that can, again, act as a spice and change um, the dimension of that zucchini or summer squash. And then most people think of uh, winter squash as being, you know, all butter and cream, butter and cream. But um, I find it, again, very interesting. Uh, my favorite way to eat any kind of winter squash is with lots of vinegar and lots of really good olive oil. Um, and I think the, it's, it enhances the, you, it makes you understand the flavor of that vegetable more. Um, it somehow kind of brings out the best in it by, you know, pairing it with another, uh, with a vegetable oil, you know, I think it's a, it's a no brainer. And then with fish, it, you know, you should be able to blend lemon and olive oil. And if the olive oil is really complex and delicious, you've got a sauce with just two ingredients, lemon and olive oil. Americans especially think of olive oil as something you, you saute in, you know, you put it in the skillet, you just saute something or you use it as a finishing oil. But I think you, in the Mediterranean cooking you do, you think of it a little bit differently. I wonder if you could talk about how you see olive oil as an ingredient, if it's more than just the fat you fry in and the, and the finishing yeah, you know, the way I look at olive oil is it um it is more than just a fat that you you cook with. It's actually um something that you you want to eat. You want to eat because it's delicious. And you know, the only way I kind of know how to describe that or give it a comparison is to is is think thinking of like grocery store hummus. When you go to the grocery store and you buy um, a thing of hummus and you, 
take a big spoonful. I mean, you're eating spoonfuls of like canola oil or just plain old like oil. And if you were to just pour yourself a spoonful of canola oil or grapeseed oil or peanut oil or whatever they're using in that store-bought hummus, um, you, I don't even think you could do it. I don't think anyone could actually taste it and eat it and enjoy it. And, um, whereas olive oil, you, you can literally take a spoonful and eat it and enjoy it. And not only that, but it's incredibly uh, good for you. And it's full of, um, even sensations of burning and coughing if it's a very fresh oil, you know? Um, so it really is, uh, it's more than a fat. It is a, it happens to be a fat and a very good fat, but it's, it's definitely more than that when it comes to cooking, it's actually a flavoring. It actually is like spices or like wine in that it's used to balance or give more dimension or complexity to whatever it is that you're cooking. Can you think of an example or two of a, a dish where the olive oil just really makes it? The dish just wouldn't be the same without that Lebanese oil you use or the Greek oil you use. When I think about dishes that couldn't be done without olive oil, it's hard for me to narrow down a few because I've never cooked with anything else. So I don't have the perspective of, um, of understanding the difference. Um, but I do know that, um, dishes that, you know, something like the, the eggplant, the vegetable eggplant that really needs and deserves, uh, extra virgin olive oil. Um, it does, it does taste very different. Um, and isn't, it doesn't even have the, textural or oiliness that, um, it has if you fry it in other oils. Um, but it's a, it's a difficult thing for me to imagine because I, I have so much olive oil in my life at home and at work that I don't, I don't know other ways. I guess I'm trying to think of something that I might use butter for that, um, instead of olive oil. And even that is, is a tricky question for me because sometimes I actually use a little bit of extra virgin olive oil and butter when I'm cooking something, because that butter kind of protects the burning point of the oil too. And lets me use a little bit of, um, heat. And I do think that butter and olive oil can be a really nice combination together. Cause again, um, the olive oil is where it has all the, the acidity complexity herbaceousness, fruitiness. Um, and the butter is just, um, it's really delicious, but it's just, um, it's just fat. It's just pure, um, milk fat, which is again, very nice, but not as nuanced as the oil. So, but, um, yeah, it's, that's a, that's a hard one for me to, to boil down is to imagine what, um, something tastes like that should have olive oil that doesn't have olive oil. Sorry, that was a really tough one for me. I was like, even trying to, it's like trying to tell somebody how to cut a red bell pepper. I had to really like slow down my brain because I don't even know what that would be like. <laughs> Do you use olive oil in the um, pastry kitchen at all? And if so, can you share some examples of uh, really interesting, of, of great pastries or bake, uh, sweet uh, uses for olive oil? Yeah, we love using olive oil in um, pastries and things like um, 
granola, you know, things that aren't necessarily all sweet, but are in the sort of sweet category. Um, olive oil granola is a big hit at our bakery. Um, and the pastry chefs that I work with here, um, love doing olive oil, ice cream, um, adding all of doing olive oil, chocolate sauces, um, adding olive oil to their shoe or adding, um, adding it to something where you are very surprised and you can really taste it. Ice cream. I think it's, there was a place in, in California that I had soft serve ice cream with olive oil and salt, um, drizzled over it. And I thought that was pretty spectacular. And there's also, a, there's a restaurant in Boston, um, that's Spanish and it's called Taberna de Aro. And she does these amazing chocolate truffles and then comes around and pours an obscene amount of beautiful extra virgin uh, Spanish olive oil over the chocolate truffles. And that was a revelation to me, the olive oil and chocolate combination, um, even just spread on toast, um, again, using that combination. And people think a lot, the French think a lot about butter and cream with chocolate, but olive oil is um, less thought of and very Mediterranean. So yeah, it does find its way into cakes and um, ice creams and sorbets and I mean, places, granolas, places where, um, other, other oils or other fats are used, um, again, bringing a whole new dimension to something, um, that you didn't think was possible. What about, you made reference to the fact that it's a, it can be costly to have these extra virgin olive oils in your restaurant kitchen. How do you maximize the impact of them, uh, given you know, what you're spending on them? How do you get the most out of them? Yeah, olive oil can be expensive. Um, so you, you have to, you know, like any ingredients that are expensive, you have to maybe, you know, think about how you're using them. And and there, there have been ways in the past for us to get um, by buying in bulk, by pallets, you know, by promising and pre-ordering that we're going to be um, a customer for a year and buying upfront, you know, those kinds of things can get you some decent prices. Um, being able to sort of, um, you know, swing a cup, having a couple higher end, um, in, you know, that you can use for, um, more sublime dishes and then having, um, an oil that like our Lebanese oil that really can, is so versatile that it can be used in everything where you're still enjoying olive oil, but it's not, you know, overwhelming and neither is the price. Um, so yeah, I think it's just a, it's a, it's about any, it's really just like any other ingredient you need to, um, you know, handle it, you know, in the way that, you know, makes sense in your kitchens. But I also think that it's important to point out that it is, it is an ingredient and it's, it's a very incredible a good ingredient that can really enhance the flavor and change um, the way everything tastes. And so it's a very important ingredient. Um, and it's, it's also helpful and it's a, it's a very, you know, gratifying ingredient to use because you know that you're not, you're not harming anyone. It's, it's in fact, you're, it's, it's benefiting them. So, you know, weighing that in when you're trying to rationalize the cost, I think is an important um, argument for it and that it does deserve, it's not just a cooking oil. Um, it's not a cheap, you know, genetically modified overproduced oil. It's, um, 
it's a very uh, precious ingredient. Um, and you, you know, you use, you use less, you know, uh, less is more because you get more flavor. And I think that's also another point too, is that, you know, you're going to get more complexity um, from olive oil and, you know, maybe you're using less lemon juice and spices that are also expensive when you're cooking with it. Um, I haven't done the breakdown that carefully, but I, I do feel like um, it deserves, um, you know, the price that it gets sometimes it is, it's very, it can be very special, like that special bottle of wine can be too. On that matter of wine. And, you know, we know chefs put a lot of thought into their wine lists. They would never just have one or two wines on their wine list. Could you imagine a, a time when or a place uh, when it would make sense to treat olive oil a little more like wine and offer more choice or, you know, highlight wine, uh, the, highlight the olive oil selection a little bit more. And does that, would that make sense in a restaurant context? Oh, it would be so wonderful to see, um, you know, olive oils being called out on menus, you know, and people starting to become more literate as far as olive oil is concerned. I think it was such a big move and such an incredible important move to get it into the mainstream and getting it um as a sort of a a very well-known ingredient everywhere um and now it definitely could um get into a special niche where um there were certain producers that just were known for certain flavor profiles that you could actually call out on a menu um and that i think just takes time and education and little by little you don't want to overwhelm um, somebody, but I could totally see, um, we've done that in the past with, um, with the oil that's, um, unripe and the first of the oil that comes out, you know, from our Greek producer, um, the Nuovo, the Olio Nuovo, which, um, you know, is supposedly the, the health when it's unripe like that, it's got the most antioxidants of all, but it's also got a really unique flavor. So we'll call the season out, but not necessarily the brand or the name, because, um, that's going to take a, a lot longer, I think, to get that fluency, um, in everyone, in everyone's mind and vocabulary, including, including overwhelming the customer. But I do think that there is a season to olive oil as well. Um, and that's an, an, an interesting, um, uh, part of it as well. Um, when it's, when it's fresh, it's extraordinary. Um, and when it's not fresh, it's not terrible. It's just, um, you know, it's just not the new oil. It's a very different flavor, but it still works and benefits and deserves to be cooked with. And that's, those are basically, you know, the ones that you would do more cooking with um, is the older oils. So, yeah, I think, I think it has, um, it has an evolution and uh, we've come a long way in the last 20 years. And so maybe in another 20, we'll be, we'll be calling out um, olive oil, like it's perfume or something. 